sometimes in marriage, it's not the big things that cause you and your mate to kind of veer off course from each other and have almost separate lives. Instead, it's those little things that add up over time. The things you do or the things you don't do that uh, kind of push you away from each other. Today, we have some hope for getting back on track. I'm John Fuller here in the studio with Greg Smalley. Me and his wife, Erin, speak at marriage events. They write together and they lead the Focus Marriage Team here at Focus on the Family. Let's go ahead and hear now from Dr. Tim Muehlhoff. He's a professor of communication at Biola University. Uh, He and his wife, Noreen, chatted with Jim Daly about lessons they've learned by reading the classic novel from C.S. Lewis, The Screwtape Letters. How did that connect for you? Well, we love The Screwtape Letters as well. Absolutely. Uh, We got a chance to see it performed Mm -hmm. as well. It was awesome. Um, It showed me the subtlety of it. Lewis is in the fine moments It's a demon working on a person for years, getting an attitude. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I remember the old lady who her tea just had to be just right. And she would say, oh, I'm not a picky person. Oh, no, I'm not a picky person. But could I have my tea just a a little bit? And and Lewis goes on forever because she is now not willing to accommodate anything other than what she wants. And she would never admit to that. She would say, I just like a good cup of tea. Can a woman just have a good cup of tea? And the demon is causing her to be inflexible. And that then will be used somewhere else with children, a church person, but the inflexibility is a great quality. So when I started to read Lewis, I realized maybe the demons that are working on me, it is such small things that I don't even notice this is spiritual attack and he is setting a trap for me. Which goes back to the craftiness. Yeah, That's what I think. You know, the the whole screw tape letters is such a great example. It's a creative envisioning of just how crafty, it's subtle, it's little steps that we allow to happen. And then you end up where you're too fussy about your tea, but it, and then that leads into everything, you know, being fussy right. about everything. Right. And yeah. the mastery of screw tape letters is from the perspective of Satan and his demons and yeah. how they're going to manipulate right. these people. Yeah. And right. that's what makes it so brilliant, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, another tactic you've identified is something you call technoference. Uh, what's that and how does it impact your marriage? So the verse that blew me away in the research is John says something that when you read it, you do a double take and you go, I don't, that doesn't fit my theology. I'm not sure how to interpret this verse. So 1 John 5.19, uh, John says the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. And you just sit there and go, well, I thought God, like, I thought that was God. Until you interpret what he means by world. By world, he doesn't mean planet. Uh, in the Greek, world means more systems. So when another way to say it is, uh, human systems are in the power of the evil one. Human Boy. governments can be in the power of the evil ones. So let's work backwards just for a second. The great Dallas Willard, who wrote on spiritual disciplines, I read an interview once where he said, if I had to pick one spiritual discipline I think everybody needs to do regularly is solitude. Let's get into the habit of doing one thing, and that is focusing on God and trying to hear that still, small voice, okay? Now, Satan hears that just as well, and he can read the Bible. He knows about solitude. So I'm going to create an environment in which solitude is not possible. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to be, or, or, or be very difficult. So now when I sit down to do solitude, I don't, I don't know about you guys, to do one thing is boring. Oh, yeah. To do one thing 
Yeah, the more the better. Yeah, and 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 uh, John, I I made the biggest spiritual bad decision I've ever made in my life. I I, I had a flip phone for 15 years and loved my flip phone, but because now I'm part of the center, I'm one of the directors. I had have you know a Samsung. I can launch missiles with this a smartphone. <laughs> I love this phone. You must have been a good teenager. <laughs> Dad, I don't want a smartphone. I want a flip phone. Now, now I, as an adult, I had this. Now that I have it, it is killing me in the fact that I'm going to do my solitude. I sit down, and I've got a laptop computer over here, got my cell phone over here, and I am just buying time before I can turn on both of those. They don't even have to be on. And I just, I got to check my emails. I got to check my smartphone. I got to check this. And God's up there going, hey, solitude, solitude, solitude. So when, when I talk about technoference, which isn't a term I came up with, this is Satan saying, okay, if solitude is one of the primary things these earth people should do, I'm going to create an <laughs> environment that's going to be really be hard for them to do solitude. Mm -hmm. That's what I think John's trying to get at when he says the whole world lies in the hands of the evil one. Well, and that explains the uh, tool of busyness. Oh, right? absolutely. Right? It keeps us distracted from solitude, from uh, communing with God and our spouse. And particularly in marriage, where communication is so important. If we're yeah. sitting, you know, we have the evening and maybe we're finally getting a chance to relax and we're busy looking at our screens instead of maybe taking some time to connect with one another because it's just easy to waste time that way. Or you feel like you're being productive, right? I'm, I'm planning for tomorrow and I'm making some plans and I'm shopping online so I don't have to go out. Like you're doing all these things that seem like they're good things mm -hmm. or they're important things. They need to be done. But instead of putting those aside and spending time with our spouse, when we do that too often, then our own foundation begins to crumble, which again, communication fails, and we're leaving the door open. All right, Greg, so technoference is something that many couples are struggling with today. In fact, uh, you and I have just been talking about watches and smartphones. How have you and Aaron tried to practice um, kind of some boundaries and, and get rid of electronic distractions in your relationship and yeah. in your lives? And, and we go through this just like everyone else does. We have all the smartphones and watches and all of that and stuff. And speakers. You mentioned speakers. I know. I yeah. do love my home speakers <laughs> I can talk to and find out the temperature and play my favorite station. Um, I want to say that technoference, the, here's the deal. We, technology is part of our life. That's not going away. The, the issue is it's, it's intentionally picking in that moment to look or do something around tech over your spouse. So that's the difference. You know, tech can be a, a great thing even in a marriage as it helps us stay connected. Aaron, as you were just giving your introduction, I felt my watch buzz. So it wasn't that I wasn't listening to you, but it was Aaron just telling me about something, some good news, and I was able to send her a cool little emoji. Yeah. You did all that while I was talking. Yes. That's impressive. I know. And so, but so, but there are times that I choose 
Yeah, if I were Aaron, notice. if I were Aaron and you had done that, yes. If I were texting you and you paid attention yeah. to me over Aaron, yes. If this was a date for Aaron and I, and we're sitting across yes. from each other, and now I'm answering you, don't do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and that's the point, and, yeah. and and that's that's where we need to draw the boundaries. Aaron and I talk about something that we call sacred moments. Because there are lots of minutes every day, but not all of those minutes can be something, a minute that can be used to strengthen your relationship. So a lot of times we're sleeping or we're at work. I mean, there's other times that we're just unavailable. So those minutes can't be used to keep our marriage strong. But there are times like last night when Aaron and I went out, went to a little pizza place and just sat there and had some dinner together and just and just we're talking in in I Aaron Aaron has ADHD and she would freely share that she has shared that and so she gets super distracted and so I'm pouring out my heart about something they were talking about and I just see her little eyes just go down because she feels her watch <laughs> and then and then she can't quite figure it and now she yes. hits it and she... that's really not so she grabs her phone and meanwhile I'm just sitting there staring going seriously like I was in <laughs> mid sentence so part of it is John honestly that I know that about her and I've had to be intentional to not take that personally and I know that she's distracted. I'm not excusing that. And I also said to her, so so part of how we set boundaries is that we need to be direct and ask for what we want. Mm-hmm. So what I asked her to, and I said, you know, she looked at me, I'm like, hey, yeah, finish that up. And so she finished up her text. And then I said, hey, just for hey, the next few minutes, I really want to talk about this. And, and, and I'd love your undivided attention. Would it be okay if we take our phones and let's hide them under napkins or whatever? And she said, absolutely. And she apologized. Yeah. But I mean, so I get it. So I didn't personalize that. I didn't like, well, well and we have she seasons. cares more about that than yeah. me. We've got seasons where, of course, you're going to look at it because there's somebody on the other end that needs you or it's a, it's a, a very time-sensitive matter. Absolutely. But generally, we're saying technoference is a problem and you need to work really intentionally to avoid the phone interrupting the watch and whatever it is. And I would say technoference is a huge problem during those sacred moments. Got it. And I would define some of those like when we're out on a date for sure um, at the dinner table because we have a great opportunity to connect and to talk. I would say um, and at bed at night. Yeah, we, we actually so, keep our phones in another room. Yeah, and that's night. great. We don't, and, and that's a problem for us. And it's very easy for, you know, as I'm finished first, I'm looking at my phone, Aaron lays down, she's looking at hers, and we miss that opportunity. So all we're advocating for is just go, yeah, set some boundaries, guard those sacred moments. Yes. So So talk about that. Like for us, you know, in our marriage, what would be a few of those sacred moments that we really want to guard and protect yeah. from kids, from other distractions, from technology, and to figure out what that looks like and then protect those times? Yeah. And uh, for the entire conversation with Tim and Noreen about spiritual uh, aspects to marriage, uh, check the show notes for the link to that discussion with Jim Daly. And then be sure to request a copy of Tim Muehlhoff's book, Defending Your Marriage, The Reality of Spiritual Battle. Uh, we're making that available for a gift of any amount to the ministry today. So donate and get your copy at our website. We're going to link over to that in the show notes. 
More from Tim and Noreen next time. They'll share about the importance of community, something we've touched on in the past few weeks here. For now, on behalf of Aaron and Greg and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.